magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Get whatever you want. Hey, <laughs> hey guys, what is up? And welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number five seventy nine. This is uh, the the takes forever for the record button to work episode. Um, also, the snowed in, snowed, snowed in, in wacky. Experiencing any severe weather on your end? Mm, not snow, but we got a lot of rain. Well, actually, it's it's been raining off and on over the last like week. Nothing crazy, but I think like the next like six days straight are rain and crazy winds and stuff. So yeah. I don't know that it's going to get cold enough to snow here, but at, like once every twenty years it snows here. So well, right, might... so that's that's the thing. So I live in the the Tennessee Valley, which is sort of known for having very temperate weather, other than mm-hmm. just having a lot of rain. Like we have a, our winter mm-hmm. is like the rainy season, basically, and that's mm-hmm. like why all these lakes and dams and stuff exist because we get prior prior to them being built in the forties or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, this area was just like basically seasonally flooded out, you know, like there, mm-hmm. there was real no way to control it. Cause it would just like, you get this watershed off the mountain. It would just wipe everything mm-hmm. out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so typically speaking, our, our winters are really mild, you know, like in the like forties or fifties, like basically like hoodie weather. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, every now and again, it snows and uh this and typically since we lived here for four years and typically when it snows it's like a dusting you know it's like the novelty mm-hmm. of snow like you see it yeah. on the ground and then like the sun yeah. hits it and it's gone kind of thing you yeah know? and everyone's like oh my god it snows it's so cool blah, blah, blah. yeah so this year is the first year since we've lived here where the stars have aligned where the extremely hard rain that we usually get mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, this time of year was also cold enough to be just like an enormous snowstorm. Oh, so geez. we got um, just a hair under eight inches of snow. Yeah. And then, well, so, and the other part is like, you know, if, if we got all this snow and then like, you know, the next day it was 40 degrees or whatever, like it would be no mm-hmm. big deal. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it would just, uh, it would just, it would just melt and it would be fine. Right. But instead mm-hmm. it's been like, let's see what temperature is in outs. Uh, so it's been like, under 10 degrees right so mm-hmm. not only do we not have equipment to deal with snow removal uh we also don't have like the calcium like salt mixture that they have up in chicago to deal with like melting salt and snow when it's like super cold mm-hmm. because you like don't need it you know like it would make yeah. no sense for our, our county to have like you know 200 snow plows and all this like crazy expensive like non-salt yeah. like ice melting <laughs> just sitting in a way just sit for because the last time it snowed like this was 1993 so like jeez you know like why would you have all this equipment to do 30 yeah. years of maintenance on it basically right. to use it for one day right no it makes sense but the uh the side effect of this is like it has been uh pretty crazy with um, 
people not knowing how to deal with any sort of weather like this basically it's it's uh kind of a combination of don't mind me i'll be right back okay can you still hear me oh okay yeah so it's um it's been kind of a combination of um people not really knowing how to drive in snow but also at the same time kind of like like it like for instance the chicago area like like you, you would drive on all season tires typically, but like you would never really let them get like super bald because like, you know, that in the, in the winter you need tread because like without tread, like you're going to be super duper fucked in the snow and stuff. So like here, because of the weather that we have, like you can, I mean, I'm doing it on my car right now. <laughs> like you can let your car, mm-hmm. your tires get like way more bald than you would normally dealing with snow. Right. Mm-hmm. So like when you've got, um, and when I say way more bald, I mean like, you know, they're totally fine, but just like not like snow ready, basically, you know? Yeah. Um, so like when you combine that with like ice, it's just a truly plus people that like aren't used to driving in this stuff. Like yeah. it's just it's just a bad, a bad mix. That combo. <laughs> just in general. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, it's driving in snow and ice is no joke. And like you really need to like learn how to handle that sort of stuff so if your experience is like once every decade mm-hmm. having to do it you you don't get that experience if you do it all the time like you're from chicago and i'm yeah. sure you're just fully used to driving in snow you know well, but the, my parents the bigger... when they lived in reno was it yeah. was kind of the same deal you learn to adapt but yeah yeah but the, you know, like the bigger problem is like they with only really having the snow removal equipment necessary to like like basically barely take care of like the most main roads yeah um all the other streets around just had eight inches of snow sitting on it people were driving through (laughs) and and like compacting that down right so eight inches of snow turns into like four inches of solid ice right so now that the plows have kind of caught up to you know the main roads being fine it's like okay well now Mm. we like because you can't you can't scrape up four inches of ice or whatever like you need right. salt to melt through it and like mm-hmm. the amount that you would need to spread on it to like make any difference is crazy so it's just like yeah. pretty much everyone's just waiting for warm weather on like tuesday to really do anything so yeah i've heard stories like that from friends that live in various places in the u.s where it's like have somebody up in vancouver washington and they're like oh yeah we got like eight inches it's basically unheard of and everything is mm-hmm. a mess nobody yeah. knows how to deal with it places just close because they can't open or mm-hmm. can't, workers can't get there like whatever like the mail hasn't come in three days you know it's just like, yeah we haven't yeah we haven't got prepared to deal with it uh saturday yeah um, which I, I totally get i mean like our roads mm-hmm. in our subdivision are fucking ruined like i um right. you know Lindsay just went out to go to the grocery store today uh because we heard that like once you get outside of our neighborhood they recently just treated that road so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're kind of getting close to the end of it but i was like i just, I was like, I just go s- super slow in our neighborhood and like yeah it looks okay outside of that it's probably fine all the way to the grocery store so you know well it's, it's do. scary to think about like you guys can manage but like elderly people or people oh that yeah well that's, or yeah. stuff like that that you're just trapped that's that's been the problem like honestly like it's been kind of crazy like um because like all the city services shut down basically from like Monday until like yeah. kinda today, which yeah. includes like Meals on Wheels and like yeah. you know all this other stuff and like uh, our our county's like emergency response Facebook is just like posting like photos of 
like the ambulance in the ditch and shit telling people like please like do not do anything uh you know don't have an emergency <laughs> yeah like, like try to be as safe as you, as you can because like this is what yeah. we're dealing with on our side here like if you if you're calling us because you were doing something fucking stupid and like you know hurt yourself really bad uh yeah. we might not be able to get to you because the yeah. might slide off the road or whatever else so just chill wow. and like of course the uh uh opinions about this on facebook are the uh most reasonable and um you, you know like I can imagine well-mannered I can imagine uh, <laughs> opinions that you could have on this sort of thing. So, yeah, um, including calling for the impeachment of the <laughs> first of all, I don't really know if you can <laughs> impeach county officials. Like if there's a process for this, like it's I, gotta I, be. Can, can you impeach the guy that's responsible for like our highway our local county highway department? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, maybe. I mean, it's like just people are just using like words that they learned. Yeah uh about all these things that we should be doing to the people in charge when it's like okay man like what would you have done different because like this is right. just like unprecedented weather for our area we've got yeah. four like here here's here's a thought experiment crazy winter weather you have four trucks that can have snow plows attached to them what do you do yeah. you know and right. it's like it's like well i would plow the main roads okay cool that's exactly what they did that's so, what they're doing <laughs> the main roads and the road leading to my house yeah right. the main roads that's and then me. the entire path to my house to get to the highway <laughs> but, that's crazy but yeah no um, we, we went out on saturday knowing we were getting a, a, a potential like winter storm and, and stocked up really good so like it's that's good it's fine other than just kind of being a little boring to not be able to go anywhere but like I, I i don't know it's been it's okay whatever yeah that's good um so i uh Oh, forgot to start out the podcast again this way, but uh want to thank all the Patreon supporters who have joined up recently because after talking about this all last week in last week's episode, a bunch of people have joined in cool. either free and some paid people and a couple of people still canceled, but that's fine. But also, yeah, just haven't had that much action on the Patreon in a long time. So I'm glad that that did something and I still need to go in and figure out what any of this stuff means why you're what happens when you're a free member or whatever but um yeah just lots of support really so i just wanted to say thank you for that and thank you for anybody that joined whether free or paid especially the paid people i mean hey that's that's what it's there for but the real question um, is did we get any maniacs that emailed saying that they pre-ordered the apple vision pro zero maniacs that ordered one and i actually so I texted you, hey, let's record in like 10 minutes. Okay, cool. And I forgot about it completely, right? Like you're, mm -hmm. it was supposed to be like, oh, wake up at 5 a.m. to pre-order this thing. Um, so I totally forgot and remembered after I texted you. So I sat down with my computer and I was like, oh, shoot, let me see if they're still in stock or whatever. And and it's I don't know if, like if you March, visited right? the website or not. Did you visit the website and do the whole thing for it? Uh, no, I was just reading Mac rumors. It's, it's like... Um, it's funny because you just go to the page and you say, I want to pre-order. And it's like, okay, hold up. We have to, there's steps to it. And so you have to get your phone oh. and it has to track your face, do kind of like a face ID sort of setup process. So it won't even let you like order it until you do it that. It won't even let you just look at the product page or the prices or anything until <clears> you go through this that I could see. And so I did that. It's it's fine. It goes really fast. And it's actually very clever because I was on my my computer and it, it basically auto switched me to my phone so I can you scan a QR code and look at the camera 
and do all the setup stuff on your phone. And then you, it leads you right back to the computer seamlessly. I, I was pretty impressed, but um, so yeah, you do sort of a face ID setup process so it can figure out your light leakage face seal, whatever you need. Hmm. Um, and then you go to the next step and it needs to know if you need um, well, is that, is, prescription is the, lenses. The thing that it's doing to scan your face, is it actually, they, they don't make like a custom like light shield for you. It's like selecting which size, right? Like that's, I would guess, no, I, you know, I, but also I don't know. My guess would be that it's, um, they have like a lot of options, right? Like yeah. a pretty wide, like range of sizes. So they want to get you like as close as possible to the right size. Because I feel like if it was just like, are you small, medium, large, it wouldn't be yeah, that yeah, big yeah. of a deal. But I know that that's like, you know, having the light seal properly done is is a huge factor, right? So they don't want somebody to get one that has like these big gaps. Um, so maybe they're just taking extra precautions to make sure after scanning your face. I mean, they have all these fancy scanner junk in their phone anyway, so uh, might as well use it, I guess. But so, yeah, so it scans your face. And then you go to the next step and ask if you wanted to, um, if you wanted to, oh, prescription lenses. And so um, that one was easy for me because it's like, do you wear glasses? Do you wear contacts? Nope. Okay, yeah, yeah. next. But um, I imagine if you had prescriptions and stuff, you'd have to go through some extra steps there. Um, yeah, I think you, I mean, most people with glasses that are adults know their prescription or have it in their email or something. So it's not yeah, that big yeah. a deal. And then, um, and then, so after that, you select your storage size, which this was a question last week. Um, two fifty six starting at thirty four ninety nine. Um, you can double that to five twelve for an extra two hundred bucks, and you can double that to one terabyte for another two hundred bucks. So basically, uh, thirty five hundred entry, thirty seven hundred for the five twelve, and thirty nine hundred for the one terabyte. Um, uh, the the Apple Care for five hundred bucks was what kind of took <laughs> well me yeah I was I was getting that surprise. too because um so I was I was pretty sure I wasn't gonna pre order one of these because Jesus but um you know I was like well gosh I don't want just two hundred fifty six but also I you, you know it's it's hard to tell how much this space will take up with things like spatial photos and video and stuff like that because it's sort of like when phones came out and had like um you could shoot in raw or you know like the higher resolution camera lenses would your photos started to blow up in size right yeah and your videos especially and so um i think that's a real factor here where you're gonna be like 256 should be fine like i may get a few apps and that's it and i'm not worried about it but then you take a million photos or you want movies or something that all of a sudden that 256 is just gone I guess it also and, sort of depends like how gracefully it manages kind of like on device versus like in cloud, yeah. because like, yeah. for instance, um, you know, the Apple, they still offer multiple storage sizes on the Apple TV, because I remember that was the thing for a while where mm, it was like, I actually the, not sure when. So let me actually check while I'm talking about this. So maybe, they maybe do. I'm... I remember the last revamp of the TV. It was really weird because there's a lower tier one that doesn't have an ethernet port it's yeah Wi-Fi so, only and it has less storage yeah so it's, and i was like why would anybody not want to be i mean i guess some people don't but i would rather be hardwired in but it seems like something they should include anyway but yeah so 64 gigs or 128 gigs and it was always like what on earth difference does this make at all like in well the, i at least i 
think I have the 64 gig one. I don't know, but I've mm-hmm. never even gotten to a point where I need to like no care about that. Like I don't know honestly yeah. even really know what's stored. And that that includes like having you know a bunch of games and stuff on there and other apps. And, I got a bunch of crap downloaded on mine. Yeah, like, I, 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 I the photo it, screensaver. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't even know how I would check how much storage space is being used on it. So I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if the uh, Apple Vision Pro is going to sort of be like that. Because I think if you have, um, so I, at least I know on the Mac, uh, mm-hmm. it'll sort of intelligently manage um, like what it does with your photos as far as like retaining full resolution or like smaller mm-hmm. versions of downloading from mm-hmm. the cloud and stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I would be surprised. I got to imagine that there's a lot of that going on. Yeah, I would be surprised if there wasn't, but. At the same time, not. But I also, <laughs> I I would hate to order the base model, spend thirty five hundred bucks, and then you know six months from now realize that's what not enough, and then you're screwed. You're like, I wish yeah. I would have spent the extra two hundred bucks. But also two hundred bucks for five hundred twelve gigs, like sucks, man. That's worse than the iPad storage upgrades that are a hundred bucks. Yeah, I guess I would kind yeah. of be worried about like. um basically experiencing the same phenomenon as like the low end steam deck people. Right. Because like originally if if you weren't around for the low end steam deck, like a lot of people were, what was it? 256 was the, or 128 64 was the lowest, which is ridiculous. Yeah. So there's a bunch of people that like rationalize that as like, well, whatever I can just, you know, I'll use an SD card. Uh, Mm -hmm. I play a lot of indie games that aren't really big anyway. So it doesn't really matter Mm -hmm. to me. And then it was like, Oh no, like steam OS takes up like, the majority of this space <laughs> like you are going to have very little usable yeah. space and your entire ownership yeah. experience is sort of going to suffer as a result yeah um, that so. was like buy this one because you know what you're doing and you're going to swap the hard drive like yeah. not because you're going to stick with the 64 because it's just impossible pretty much um but yeah i i i so i don't i don't really know i I probably would rationalize myself if i was really buying one i'd be like well i'll get the 512 it's at least something but it's not a full four hundred extra dollars to get a terabyte. Um, but also two hundred bucks, man, ain't nothing to sneeze at. So, um, and you well, can also buy this it has can... no USB port or anything like that. So, yeah, like, can, can presumably, you know, what you buy is what you have for yeah, you know, yeah, forever. So, um, and then the next little bit is um how you pay for it, which is you can pay all up front, or you can do the Apple Card financing, which is how I buy anything from Apple nowadays because it's six months or 12 months or 18 or 24, whatever it is with no interest financing, which is pretty sick. But in this instance, if I was buying a 512, that's a cool 308 bucks a month <laughs> that it's charging my card, yeah, God. which is just like, Oh geez. I mean, it's one thing when you like trade in an old phone and then you get the new phone and then your monthly payments, like 30 bucks that it charges your card or something. And you're like, mm-hmm. man, that seems pretty manageable. You don't really notice it. Yeah, this is like a um, 300 is <laughs> yeah yeah um and then and then you mentioned apple care plus like obviously you're gonna want that right you drop this thing or whatever happens oh god yeah uh, I, like it's 500 dollars. yeah to me the warranty being 500 bucks just screams like if you drop this thing you are fucked like you're like, screwed we, we need to do some extreme repairs yeah. on this thing if anything breaks on it which yeah so um let's Which, I mean, uh, it's not surprising you watch those trailers that they put out of like the manufacturing process and you're just like yeah. oh yeah that super fancy curved piece of glass in the front i bet that's right <laughs> that's right 
that's not cheap, right? Well, at least they, else. so the Apple Care is like, I mean, you can do, you can do a monthly, you can split it monthly. So it's an extra 25 bucks a month, yeah, which, which I mean, is... now you really are talking about like you're leasing a car or something. Um, so yeah, so let's say, let's pretend I, I buy the 512, it's 3,700 bucks. Um, I'm going to get the Apple Care. So it's another 500. So that's what, $4,200 pre-tax. And then um, tax, let's just round up. It's 10%. That's another 400 bucks, right? So yeah, 4,800 4, bucks. Um, I'm sure there's something else in there. So you're you're really pushing the envelope of five grand once you're out the door. I feel door like I said that last week. Like too, that wouldn't surprise me if you're close to five grand out the door on this with, once you get up. And do you're not even taking, did you take into account like the fucking $200 carrying case and shit, which is not included? No, I didn't even know there was a carrying case. Yeah, there's, let me find it. Exactly. How is there not? So, yeah, pretty wild. Um, I would love to get one because I think it's neat tech, right? I would think it would be so cool to try this out and and to have one. But um, I can't justify that, even with a credit card that has that high of a limit. Yeah, so you can get... I'm trying to fill it up. I think it's an extra battery packs, 200 bucks. Uh, The Belkin battery pack holder is 50 bucks uh the extra bands are 100 bucks each extra light seals oh. 200 bucks oh my god um, and yeah the 200 travel case how do you Jeez not get the case for this like that's right and an extra battery really i mean if this thing is uh, I, I don't know if you're going on a long flight or you're going to be traveling or you're going to whatever like you're probably going to want that extra battery just in case i would yeah. Yeah. So really, you're probably out the door closer to six grand once you get like yeah, the few accessories I think you that's want. True. And tax and everything. Fuck like that. I'm getting like slight anxiety just talking about this. <laughs> um, but well, I don't know. It's it's I I don't know. I like the. It seems impossible for me to believe that like they won't release one of these eventually. That's like a thousand bucks, you know, or whatever. Like yeah. the normal person one, right? I think that has to be the the goal. Um, I also, so when I went through the process earlier though, I, you know, I get to the kind of the end, um, and the shipping date on these was March 1st, right? So this comes out February 2nd. So that original shipping date has slipped already. Um, it's pretty much an unknown of how many units are available for that first run, but some people have bought this a lot of people. Um, so, and you know, we live in the world of like, we're like, you know, losing our mind going to like, Oh my God, six grand, whatever. But like, that ain't nothing to a lot of people. So to I just mean, drop six grand to on a fun new to- toy, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's people out there doing that. I mean, people send, spend six grand on uh Smurf berries and stuff all the time. So, yeah, I... so I don't know, maybe like people like you and me are not the market for this thing yet, but I guarantee there's like a, the bougie class is like <laughs> snatching them up at a decent pace. And, the, you know, it'll be interesting to see how many of these they end up selling. I'm sure Apple won't say, but I'm sure a lot of people will be able to guess. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's the, the, I feel like the only way I, I could rationalize buying one of these right now is if like, I was just like filthy rich and just needed the coolest thing. Yeah. Uh, immediately. Or, yeah. If I had some plans surrounding like uh, making software on it or, you know, uh, something else like that, we like needed right. the 
because you know there there is an argument to be made where like if Apple succeeds in having this be like you know their next mass market product that inside of yeah. like three to five years everyone just has one mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. you know there's an argument to be made there's value in being like the first totally totally whatever apps there would be for it you know yeah 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 it's just wild and i mean you know it kind of reminds me of like when the um the newest mac pros launched or whatever and they had the crazy like display that was yeah. six grand and the thirty thousand dollar fully maxed out version of that computer and whatever and it's just like hey man like a movie studio is not going to care about that if they're yeah. going to get like yeah. crazy production out of it or whatever um so i don't know there's there's markets for this stuff right now at the price it is and that's fine it's just not me right now and i think like, that's totally fine i think that's intentional you know like totally I, intentional I, exactly i don't think yeah. that they want like your normal everyday boner like us buying no. it and telling our friends like it's cool, but there's like no apps for it. And I don't know what you do with it. Right. You know, like, like that's, yeah. that's exactly what they don't want people doing with this. You know, they want like tech enthusiasts, people to get it and talk <clears> about how cool it is. And then they want like rich people to wear it and be like, look at me on Instagram. I have one Yeah, I guess. Um, type stuff. But yeah, I, uh, you know, it's fine. I mean, at one point Apple sold a watch. It was like 18 grand. So. Oh yeah. The gold. Crazy. What was it? The Apple Watch you get a edition? solid gold Apple Watch Gen One. Yeah, I wonder who has one of those now and is still rocking it. I'm surely someone. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who though for sure. Anyway, but... if you are, um, if you are in that upper class of somebody that ordered it, email us. Let us know. Podcast at tetrakid.com. Yeah, um, I mean, most of the people that I've seen that have like expressed interest in buying um buying one are like actual developers, you know, that mm -hmm. that would probably make yeah. something cool with it or, you yeah. know, what, whatever else. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's not, I don't know. You're like ha at the halfway point of a super souped up MacBook pro or something too. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So dropping three or four grand for some computer equipment for your job. Isn't that crazy? So six grand yeah, for something I, that might also be a productivity tool or maybe a tax write off. Isn't that crazy? So. I mean, I think, I think you're, I think you're spot on with kind of like the comparison of the Mac pro, like the, the mm -hmm. Mac pro customer base is not price sensitive. It's like, Oh yeah, we're yeah making a, you know, hundred million dollar movie. Like sure. Yeah. How many Mac pros do you need? Just buy them. Who right. Cares? Right. Right. Yeah. Totally. Um, um but I am excited uh, for um, a couple weeks from now when these start. Or, you know, I would imagine there's probably going to be early reviews like leading up to that week. Um, but I'm excited to see people have these outside of the confines of like Apple's demos. Mm -hmm. um, the thing, they just did a round of, of demos too, which I didn't realize was happening. But a bunch of the tech people went to Apple and, and did another demo. And um, well, there's also um, <clears throat> something coming up that I haven't seen this mentioned anywhere other than like the Apple rumor sites. So I don't know if this is actually an official thing yet or not. Uh -huh. So I didn't see anything on like Apple's site about this, but like allegedly when it is released, you'll be able to like book time at your local Apple store and like, uh, do the little like 20 minute demo that yeah. they've, They've run people They've been through doing the like, press. Hmm. Yeah. Originally, um, it sounded like that was going to be pretty limited. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how that would be the case. Like it would it would seem like uh, they would want as many people as possible doing that all mm -hmm. the time, being mm -hmm. seen in the front window of the Apple store and going home to tell 
like their their friends and stuff you know how yeah. how cool this would all be yeah. yeah 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 um that's a good point i i would love to sign up for one of those and do the demo right <laughs> just to get an actual experience with it um as opposed to like listening to what youtubers say i'll watch all that stuff too because it's interesting to me but um yeah it's kind of wild and no surprise here no word back on apple about a review unit yeah, for yeah, Dutch yeah. <laughs> but i still got fingers crossed for that um uh what was i just gonna say so yeah uh, i i i guess i guess we'll see on, on all this yeah. like i i don't know i don't i don't i don't i don't i think it's too early to really kind of know like anything about this beyond like wow it's expensive and like only yeah only true hardcore apple nerds are uh are buying it you know yeah yeah which i think that's the one thing the one thing i keep seeing yeah the one thing i keep seeing from all the people that have done the demos is the weight and they're like man this thing's heavy it's heavy it's heavy the longer you use it it's heavy yeah like um you know, if this is going to be something that a company's buying their employees because they want them to like do virtual meetings for, you know, hours at a time or whatever, I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, I. That's that's kind of yeah. I, I I don't know. We'll see. I there's there's so much, so much that I'm like really excited to hear what it's like having this thing on your head for mm -hmm. like an hour outside of the super controlled apple demos right like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so i don't know a couple of weeks and we'll start you know hearing what it's like in the wild which yeah i don't know um so but well, yeah so one one other thing about this and oh yeah i feel like this whole thing is being spun a little strange because like i feel like i've seen um a few different stories come out of like the mark german cinematic universe so like um you know like uh, all the, the MGMU all those, yeah all those people um <laughs> the uh I don't know if you notice these stories too where it's like the the way they're being spun is like Netflix will not be making a app for the Apple Vision Pro you need to use it in the browser right uh -huh. and this seems like very reminiscent I feel like people did this exact same thing surrounding like the launch of the iPad right where it's like mm. people like asking like Netflix and all these other like YouTube and stuff like that like where's the app and it's like the the response is like we don't have a device to develop this on yet like we're not just going to release yeah. something that we like built in the simulator to the millions and millions and millions and millions of people that use our platform and we don't mm -hmm. even know if this is going to be popular yet mm -hmm. uh because mm -hmm. development resources aren't free and like you know all this other stuff right so um and but the way that that is being taken by people is like oh there will never be netflix on the apple vision pro because yeah. Netflix is beefing with Apple and all sorts of stuff, which seems like the weirdest way to. Well, yeah. Um, but like ultimately also... Netflix, Netflix is in the business of like getting everyone on earth to subscribe to the thing and allow them to use it on like any screen that they want it on. So it makes like yeah, zero and sense not, like, for cater to the thousand people that buy a headset or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, uh, there's no Netflix app on Mac either. Right. Because you watch it in a browser. Like I feel yeah. like, the Vision Pro is more or less a 3D computer. Or, you know what I mean? Like, it's really meant to be like desktop computing type, one of the focuses of it, right? Like, yeah, yeah, you can kick back and watch a movie, and there probably will be. 
it makes more sense to have a Netflix dedicated app on that than it does on a Mac to me. Um, Cause <laughs> well, it's kind of it... like, it's kind of in between the worlds of an Apple TV and a Mac. Um, but I also feel like it's not weird that you could just load it up in, in your browser in vision pro mm -hmm. and full screen it and watch Netflix. Like it's well, not... it, it wouldn't surprise me if what Netflix is kind of potentially planning on doing is take like, so on the, um, on the quest, the Netflix app is pretty cool, but it's, it's like years old now. And they just mm -hmm. released it when, mm -hmm. you know, it was kind of new and stuff where it's like, you're yeah. uh, basically sitting inside of a private movie, movie theater more oh. or less where it's like, you're, uh -huh kind of, you know, see it in a seat, you're looking at a big screen in front of you and you kind of like look around and see like, I want to say it's like posters for Netflix stuff, like on the wall, like uh -huh. a movie theater, you know? Interesting. Yeah. And it, it's a pretty cool experience, except like, it's just not how I would really ever want to watch a movie yeah. in its entirety. You know, like it, most yeah. of the, it was like on the list of things that I would like show people when they wanted to see like VR, like, oh, check it out. There's like your own private movie theater. It's pretty neat, right? Yeah. But it's like when you take the resolution of the screens, which aren't super HD anyway, and then you kind of compress that into like the pixels that you would see in like your main field of vision for the screen is like yeah. even less HD. So it's like, uh, yeah, you know, it just, it, I don't know. It's not, not, it's a cool toy. It's not great. Right. right. Whereas like there's a real possibility where Netflix like really soups that up for the Apple vision pro. And it's like cool as shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I so, mean, there could be something to be said if there's like your buddies and you all have one and you're all virtually there with your creepy avatars or whatever, you know. But yeah, just being in an empty movie theater is, yeah, like a party trick, I guess. Like I, I feel that way about like bezels on like emulators where it's like, I don't need mm -hmm. like the arcade cabinet artwork on the borders. I'd rather 100%. have it just be black. I don't care yeah. if the screen is cropped, but I just don't want like that crap. Even if it's like neat to like nostalgia or whatever. And like a lot of the... um. I remember on the 3DS, a lot of their like 3D Sega 3D re-releases did cool things. Like you could like tilt the thing and it would oh, like, yeah, you yeah. were at the cabinet like, and you could see it like, yeah, in fully 3D modeled cabinet or whatever. Um, and those things are neat, right? But like, I don't really want to play a game like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if I'm watching a movie, it might as well just be a screen. At that point, at that point, I might as well watch on my TV, right? Yeah, like, right, right. <laughs> but insane, insane. I, I, um, I'm, I'm still just really curious to see where we're at in like two years on this. Like, you know, you stick yeah, a in this. Totally. Two totally. years from now, are we both wearing one as we record this? Like, maybe, maybe, you know? and that might be amazing. And yeah. I, I don't knock anybody that wants to get one right now, and even people that extend oh, yeah. their means. Rock to, on! I mean, if yeah, grand like, for totally, a cool like, little toy is. Yes, you know, I, I'm a big fan of early adopters of Rock technology. On. Yeah, you people rule. And I like being that person a lot of the time, but uh, just I'm going to sit this one out for yeah. now. Um, I feel like I've just learned my lesson way. one too many times on this kind of stuff. <laughs> to, yeah. you know. That's very true. That's very true. Um, let's get to a couple of emails that we got this week. Oh, wait, I think we just got one email this week. Let's see. Yes, one email. But let's talk about it oh my stupid dog ah you know they say like um if like a baby is crying like the actual parents of that baby like there's a chemical reaction that happens because it's your kid that like creates like a panic inside mm. you that other people don't get but i also get that from my dog barking and um it drives me crazy because i'm like he's fine he's just in his crate but he's like barking and it's like giving me 
It's giving me anxiety. All yeah, right. um, our uh, our dog will bark forever, given the mm-hmm. opportunity. Like if mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like when I mean not not, not when we're home though, because like, he knows like he's not supposed to bark, and we'll just like tell him like, hey, you know, this, like you really just need to look at him. He's like, oh, I fucked up. Yeah. Uh, but when we're yeah. like not home and you watch the cameras or whatever, and there's a squirrel outside, that dog is just it's like, like rrr, dude, rrr, it is open rrr, season. Rrr, I rrr, will bark rrr. at this thing for hours <laughs> if I need to. Like, I don't care. I will just bark. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's their whole existence is they live to bark. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, anywho, uh, this email comes from um, Connor of Seafone Gaming a frequent emailer and listener. Thank you again, Connor. Um, Says, short email since I've been hyper busy and as much as I'd like to talk about wild stuff like me, quote unquote, ruining Christmas, trying to uphold an alcohol ban. Oh my God, I need to hear that story. (laughs) (laughs) I'll make mine very short and simple. Still listen weekly. So thank you for that. Um, I mentioned last time I had a rough bump trying to get an analog duo due to them being unclear on what batch it was in. I later got confirmation mine was February 2024, so I canceled, and luckily a good friend in the Discord let me buy his order. Since then, I've been having a good time with my duo and going on a wild collecting spree for it. However, it still definitely seems like analog is sucking when it comes to communication, whether that's ETA on future firmware updates and uncertainty on shipping. Some people who have the 2024 batch are still told via Shopify it's shipping in 2023, for instance. Hmm. Um, So in general, I ask, how do you think companies like analog can fix this habit and is it done out of neglect or a general quote unquote, we sell out anyway, who cares mind I think sincerely it's, Connor from Stephen game. That's definitely um, it. I think. Yeah, man. I think that's a, a, a big helping of both there. Um, because like, so a lot of times too, like something like um, analog analog or like, you know, something like Shopify, right? Like I, I never really cared about Shopify years ago. But like more and more, like everywhere has it, right? And mm-hmm. it auto signs you into your stuff if you try to buy something on a website or whatever. And it like keeps track of stuff for you and whatever. And so like I've just come to like accept that like Shopify is part of my life now. And I just let it do its thing. I used to be like, ooh, don't auto sign me in. Uh-uh. I, you know, and now I'm just like, oh, sick. Shop- they have Shopify. Like, do people like, not like Shopify for some reason? I, I used to not just because no. it just seemed like what is, you know, what is this thing? Why is it? I don't I don't know. Oh yeah, and, for, and so for me, I was just like, oh, I just entered my email address and it texted yeah. me a number, and I can just put this. This is pretty cool. Well, I, the the true reason I didn't used to like it was because um, a couple years ago, and this is still sometimes true, but for the most part, it's been worked out. But a lot of times, you couldn't use Apple Pay and Shopify at the same time, right? So oh, like, you it would be like sign you in as Shopify, and then it would be like, here's your credit cards on file, and I'd be like, no, I want to use Apple Pay because it's easier. And also I want to earn the points or, you know, whatever. Sure. And also it auto fill out stuff for Apple pay too. So, but nowadays I noticed that a lot of times Shopify will send, let you sign in and then you can just choose, you can still choose PayPal or Apple pay or G pay or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but as before it used to be like stuck to whatever credit card you'd signed up with Shopify or whatever. So, but so nowadays, maybe that's why I, I don't care as much anymore is because I can still use Apple pay most of the time. But anyway, um, yeah, something like Shopify is probably out of analog's hands, right? Like they probably set up a bunch of stuff and it said 2023 and now it's not going to be or whatever. And it's like, who do you call it? Shopify to like change that date or whatever. So like something like that, I can kind of forgive more 
because it's a third party thing that's maybe out of their hands. But um, I do think that they do have a little bit of like we are sit are you know we make limited batches of stuff and we know they sell out no matter what and we sell them for a high price and um and that's fine so we're gonna do whatever we want it doesn't matter if we piss people off because nobody's go ahead and cancel your order someone else will buy it you know what i mean like yeah i mean i that's... think there's a lot of that attitude going on too um well i mean really there's there's no one else in that space that's doing what they're doing no, right so it's not right. like uh, it's just one of these things where like if someone else spooled up uh, and this would be like a, a normal silly heavy lift i don't even know who would do this other than like a company like maybe like teenage engineering or yeah they, they seem to operate the exact same fucking way well, they're they're yeah they're too similar i think it would have to yeah. be a company like rg or maybe i don't know me but you know like one of those companies that's like hey we can get our hands on the fgpa or whatever that you know we can get our hands on that stuff but we're not gonna like custom build you an of a box for it that's made out of like space grade aluminum or you know whatever yeah, sure. like i feel like the high-end stuff the analog does it's like on par with something like apple another company could come along and be like here's the same experience in like a, a beige plastic box and yeah. it's you can still play like all the same the games, build, but yeah something to build quality of like the game boy instead of the iphone basically right Right, because yeah. you can get a Miu Mini or you can get an analog pocket, right? And there's a big price difference, but yeah. somebody else is doing it. I think the problem is nobody's done it yet. And I don't I don't know how much of that is due to analog. And like, you know, don't get me wrong, they have their own operating system and they have their own stuff going on that it's all works very well. And so it's not like a you can just plug and play. I mean, a lot of those like handheld um, companies can get away with just being like, Oh, it runs Android or whatever, or we have a really crappy stock OS and mm -hmm. the community yeah. comes out with a good one for us or whatever. So, um, it's not like it's just a simple thing as, as simple as that. It would but... be kind of interesting to see like a company like me, like basically making like, uh, like Mr. Hardware that mm -hmm. is like, you know, one, one unit instead of like, you need to go out and assemble like these like half dozen things and then yeah. everything else. Cause if it was compatible yeah. with that, you could really the firmware problem will be solved by just like needing to run just like the normal Mr. Firm firmware stuff that just like, yeah, works, you know, like, yeah, but it, it kind of, but again, you know, kind of, I think about a lot with this stuff is, you know, like, it's like, fuck working with like any, everything you do with analog is so annoying because they have no, no competition. Right. But at the same time, like, why would you really, would anyone really want to get in that same business that they are? Because it's like, probably not. You're, you're dealing with like this, like niche within a niche of like people are in emulation stuff to an extent that like, they mm -hmm. want it to be like one-to-one -one accurate with the old thing, but like plussed up even more. Right. Whereas like, it would seem to me that like, you know, I don't know, 90% or better of the people interested in emulation are either like completely satisfied by just like playing software shit on their computer or, mm -hmm using these different little cheapy kind of handheld things uh, that's true that work again what 98 percent is good is yeah the analog yeah. stuff so i mean that's kind of like um you know they're catering to a very niche market similar to teenage engineering right you can go buy yeah. a, a sound effects box thing on amazon or whatever but you can't buy like their sick ass developed ones yeah. that are really nice build quality and stuff like that so yeah it like... vibes to me like the like super duper high-end like uh home stereo stuff almost mm -hmm. you know where mm -hmm. it's like all that stuff is hard to come by it's really limited like the very few companies make it because it's like the customer pool is small and they'll yeah. put up with that you know it's because yeah. 
where else are you going to get this shit from if you're like kind of person needs like a ten thousand dollar record turntable you know like right (laughs) you just just put up with it well i also think that um you know it's it's people like to make a lot out of how much their systems cost um i bet they don't make a ton of money like i wouldn't think analog is some big rich company or anything like that they probably do very well but i would bet their cost to make limited small run batches of the type of things that they make they're not making a ton of money off each one that, too. that wouldn't so, surprise me yeah i don't know i wish we should like try and interview someone from analog or something <laughs> like it'd be I mean, why do they need to talk to you though they don't care yeah, they don't their care, stuff no. sold out for the next year yeah that's true what do they need um, to talk to you for so yeah i i, I don't know but it's it, so the other i i feel like we're doing a lot of analog apologizing right now but i do think think it it sucks i mean like i i totally agree it it sucks and like but at the same time if you want a handheld fpga like hardware emulation device like your choices are the pocket or yeah not having one well i've i when i I guess building a extremely custom mr machine but when i've kind of surfed the world of um like modded game boys and stuff like that and and different um like little Raspberry Pi devices, whatever. Um, that's a really cool, very community-driven world. And um, there's a lot of like garage makers, right? Like Marky Pie is probably like one of the, yeah. the most popular, but like that dude literally builds those things in his garage or whatever. And you know, to buy like a custom-built Game Boy from him is like 400 bucks or whatever, mm-hmm. which is you'd be like, what? But for somebody that wants that, like that's really cool. And it's handmade by somebody in their garage. And um, the cool thing though is that there's like makers like that all over the place in all sorts of industries. And um a lot of them are super transparent, have super great customer service, are super willing to listen to feedback and give it, you know, work with somebody that that's buying something from them or whatever. And I feel like that's a nice thing. That's the way it should be. And then there's also like people that are super um not approachable, right? And they're like, you order a thing from them and like better not bitch about it after the fact or have any problems whatsoever or, you know, whatever, because they can lash out at you about it and stuff like that. Um, I think the same is just kind of, it's the same thing with companies too, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes companies are just a handful of people. I have no idea how many people are in analog, right? Um, so yeah, I don't know what they could do to fix it. I think that they could have a way better line of communication and be way more transparent with things. And like, you know, co- compared to how the play date went, where a lot of crap came up and panic had to be like look this thing's getting delayed like whatever look the these batches are going to be like a year away right like they were very upfront like you can buy one now and it's going to be a year until you get it um and then like happily their production caught up and a lot of those didn't end up being a full year or whatever like their fourth batch or whatever i think delivered quicker than was promised or something but i felt like they were very transparent in every step of the way and every month even leading up to the original first batch launch what was going on what was going on with their sdks and their operating system for it and everything and so there's the, the battery um, problem that they had and they had to switch batteries at the last second or something or find source a new screen and you know all the sort of problems that come up um they were really open and transparent about it. i don't think you get that from somewhere like analog linkedin says 11 to 50 employees which 11 to 50 yeah i mean that wouldn't surprise me. No, I mean, you're just, you're getting, you're probably getting engineers and stuff. And then you're getting 
I mean, all that stuff is built somewhere else, right? Like it's got to be contracted out that they're building these actual units. Um, so I don't know, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would love for a place like that to just have more transparency and be more communicative with their audience. Um, but like Connor says in the email, like, I think part of it can just be like, well, we don't have to do that because it doesn't yeah. matter because they're going to sell anyway. So why even bother? I'm not going to pay somebody to be like a community manager if I don't yeah, need to. No, you know? I, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, like it's, I don't, uh, that's why it's frustrating. Yeah, for sure. Um, so anyway, thank you, Connor, for writing in. Um, I was going to, what was I going to talk about? I think I had a couple. Oh yeah. So mobile gaming related news stuff. You into that? Um, um, yeah. In are you into mobile sense. games? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we actually posted about this in September when it first soft launched on Android, but now it is also soft launched on iOS. Um, Bethesda has a new game, mobile game coming out called the Elder Scrolls Castles. Have you looked into this at all? Let me see. It is essentially Fallout Shelter, but Elder Scrolls. Um, okay, sure. Which that's a nice premise, right? Um it looks, I, I don't know. It, I, I think it'll depend on how it's done. I feel like Fallout has such a weird, like dark sense of humor anyway, while also still being a serious game. Elder Scrolls, I feel like is, doesn't have that same sort of sense of humor. And this looks like kind of just a very comical game. Yeah. And so yeah. maybe that works and maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I want I some serious fantasy. Not I don't some... remember how the, uh, like you didn't do these sort of like, party battle kind of things in, in fallout shelter did you not that i remember but that game is still being updated to this day and they could have added something like that at any oh, point because yeah, sure. i don't think i played it since it came out like 10 years ago so it does um, look um kind of like there's a lot of these um kind of like rpg sort of team construction yeah. that's not surprising. like summoner's war and stuff like that yeah. you know yeah um so i uh I, I'm not sure, but I I like the idea of this in theory. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it turns out and see if it's as popular as something like Fallout Shelter. But I know, I just remember Fallout Shelter launching. Remember it launched at... Um, uh, E3, right? The, the Bethesda showcase thing. Was it E3 or was it for um, Doom? What's the Doom like festival? Doom? No, I'm like pretty Quake sure Con. it was... I think I think they I think it was one of the the pre E3 oh, yeah. events, right? I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, it did launch during E3 and um it was a surprise launch and it was free and uh was like wildly popular, but I remember distinctly remember there was like kind of like a nothing left to do point in that game, right? Where you're just like, okay, I'm like sending people out well, to do stuff or whatever, but I Yeah, it wouldn't maxed everything out. It wouldn't surprise me if like that game uh was way more popular than they were expecting it to be oh yeah 100 like, it was because uh, because yeah like i definitely i played the show of it like the first couple of weeks and very yeah clearly hit like okay well now what kind of point yeah yeah, to yeah. It, you know same with me and, and um i never came back to it though i think a lot of people did yeah i didn't um, after after i kind of yeah so i have no out. clue what's going on in that game nowadays i haven't checked i should download it and check it out actually i do think um, you have kind of an interesting point though with regards to like i just like don't know if the the Skyrim sort of Elder Scrolls community, they, yeah. it just like to me, there's a lot like a lot of Fallout is the personality of like Vault Tech in general. Yeah, 
for and sure. the different like and so much of the theme of the game is going through and exploring all these different vaults that are like crazy in one way or another and like that was what was kind of neat about fallout shelter to some extent was like the people that were sort of like using the inspiration of how the different vaults worked in fallout games to like mm-hmm. do their own vault where it's like mm-hmm. i only have one male allowed in my right. vault and there's like everyone else is female <laughs> kind of thing or yeah, yeah like yeah, other yeah. other wacky stuff that people came up with yeah. to you know to do a similar sort of like vault tech style experimental vault kind of thing right but yeah. does, at least to me like elder scrolls universe is not i don't know it's like almost like fairly forgettable in mm-hmm. some extent you know like yeah i don't know it doesn't have that same like cohesiveness that all the fallout games do going back to the original like trilogy like the top-down fallout games yeah. even have like yeah. all that same humor and stuff um yeah elder scrolls is just sort of like a fantasy game and yeah the different like storylines within it kind of like are something but i wouldn't say that like they all sort of like feel like part of the same world i mean they're all just fantasy worlds right yeah well it's no, just very distinctive i guess 100 percent. where you know it's like fallout like the the character is the world almost you know yeah. the main character is the world and i just like don't know if that is the case with all the skyrim stuff you know like, yeah or i'm yeah. sorry elder scroll stuff I mean, maybe yeah. it is i don't know I, maybe i just it's been so long since i played skyrim that i don't really remember that's true that could and be, also uh, maybe it doesn't matter for something like this but yeah. um yeah, we'll see. It looks interesting. But anyway, it's soft launched in, um, let's see, where's the places? I know it's Philippines and nowhere else. Philippines and somewhere. You know, Philippines. Um, oh, is this the, uh, yeah. And you can pre-order it in the App Store too, in the US App Store. Its launch date is just a general December. 2024 which is the first time that i've seen um uh no date no specific day it's just december which i think is weird well i know they recently changed how all that worked to allow you to um to do that thing where it's like your soft launch in certain areas and pre-order in the other so i wonder if that came Mm. through as like part of that the ability to sort of not have a specific uh, i mean i would like to say there's no way that this thing's going to take all year to come out but also sometimes they do and sometimes they stay in soft launch for years so who knows at this point but it looks cool something to check out if you have a philippines account check out um the yellow scrolls castles on it it's free to free to download maybe i'll do that too and then um the other interesting thing i had to talk about another soft launched game uh, Plants vs. Zombies 3, Welcome to Zomburbia, is uh, a new Plants vs. Zombies game, which I think is cool, which is um, looks like it's really trying to go back to its roots of the first game, which I think is very cool. Um, this is another one that's out in the Philippines, as well as the UK and the Netherlands and Australia. So um, if you have a soft launch account in any of those places, you can check this one out because... No surprises here. It's free to play. Um, I hope I actually, really I'm gonna, hope do, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get on my Philippines account and get both these today. I really hope um, that it's it's like like you're suggesting a, a return to the original form because like I don't know maybe uh, you know I heard from a lot of people that like Plants vs Zombie two like got a lot better yeah. as it went on. But like I just remember like I, I got so 
so turned off like the first time around that I was just I just yeah. never went back to it, you know, because it was like the super beloved like premium game yeah. that mm -hmm. you know I had on I played probably played through on like three different platforms or whatever by the time right. I iOS and it was just like the sequel was like, oh, this is this, but with like literally every monetization thing <laughs> imaginable. You know, and... the time the time that that came out, I think there's a lot of stuff going on. I feel like there was like, okay, the people that loved the first premium game and were sad to see it go free to play, but also free to play was starting to become a thing more and it was starting to become like a sour taste to a lot of people. So if you saw any game being free to play, you were automatically like negative towards it. Um, and then I think a lot of companies were still finding their footing in how to do a free-to-play game. Yeah. And so a lot of times it was like you launch it and you have a million in-app purchases and you force people to have to make decisions on if they want to buy them or wait or do gross things or whatever. I feel like a lot of those edges have smoothed out now to where most free-to-play games are like, you know, pretty friendly in a lot of ways, right? Like they, yeah, they yeah, prey yeah. on different things like I your think, FOMO I on think getting what bothered, outfit or something. Yeah, what, what bothered me about this game in specific was it seemed like the original one was very much like a, each level was a puzzle where it's like, all right, you've yeah. got these like five or six tools. Yeah. Uh, you The zombie waves, I believe, always stayed the same or were very similar. So it's like, how do you use the tools that you have to, you know, beat the yeah. challenges being thrown at you? And yeah. By adding all sorts of like basically like IAP items into the mix, it kind of like yeah. to me really muddied the water of like, okay, like is this actually beatable with like what I have, or is this like do I just buy the explodo flower? Like, yeah, are you beat supposed the to level? buy like, yeah. Yeah, like the, the, the super <laughs> totally. flower? Totally. Um, and that's how this one's intended to be beaten. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just I I, I have never really liked when games sort of like throw that aspect into the mix. Yeah, um, there was a lot of that happened a similar time frame with the Angry Birds games where mm -hmm. you were like, okay, like, do I just mighty eagle this thing? Or, you know, do I buy like the extra bomb birds or something like that? Or well, because yeah, the, and... the original game was very much like you have this many of mm -hmm. each type of bird and figure it out, you know? Um, yeah, and that was an early criticism of Candy Crush too. Like as, as much as I enjoyed mm -hmm. Candy Crush, like there were some like notoriously difficult levels that felt like, you could beat this by getting like extremely lucky or just mm. by like buying some of the power ups, yeah. you know? Yeah. And um, it is a bummer. So we'll see if they do it right, or at least in a, an acceptable way. Um, they do mention that um, they want to have more of a puzzle element to this game. Um, and like the first game, like you were mentioning. Yeah. So, whether they succeeded that or not, I don't know, but it's nice that they recognize that at least. Um, so we'll see. I actually, I'm going to download both these today. I'm going to, I'm going to go through the annoying process of signing out of my app store account and then sign into a different one. Ugh, so annoying. Take, you, take all about 30 seconds, probably. No, that's 30 seconds. I'll never have back. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's all that's, that's it. Those are the mobile stories I wanted to talk about this week. <laughs> they were interesting. And, um, yeah, I got nothing else to talk about. You? Uh, no, not really. I mean, just really in a holding pattern, waiting for the Apple Vision Pro to to kind of you know get released and see what yeah. in the world people end up thinking about that. Like, here I have this. Connect your deck. Oh, is that the official Valve dock? You think I've had this for like three months now and oh. i haven't even taken it out of the plastic i just looked at it um yeah that's the valve one because when they were doing a steam i think it was 
Christmas sale or some some sale where the Steam Deck itself was also on sale. Maybe it was right at the launch of the OLED. Hmm. Um, the the docks were marked down to 80 bucks or something like that. And I was like, uh, you know what? I'm going to get one because I've been having a lot of fun playing my Switch on a big TV. And I think at some point I'm going to want to play Steam PC games on my TV. And this is sure. going to be the way to do it. And so um, I grabbed one. But yeah, I feel really bad. It's still in the plastic. And I, I've had this at least two months. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I've had I hope I've it's not had, broken. Like, absolutely no desire to hook my Steam Deck up to my, my TV. It's weird. I normally don't either, but I lately I've been like thinking about it um as a way to because I just got um the Katamari Damasi remakes mm. were just on sale for really good deals. Um and I think I got I think I got the first one for six bucks and the second one for eight or something like that. But um I was like, oh my god, my kids would go crazy for this with the music and the colors and all that stuff. I was like, these oh, are yeah. perfect, like kids' games. Hundred percent. Um but I was like, I don't want them crowding around the deck like they do sometimes. When I'll play Miu Mini with them sometimes, and it's just like, it's a tiny little screen and you know what, whatever. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Maybe that'll be my project this weekend is try out the Steam Deck dock. I mean, I'm sure uh, it works totally fine. It's probably totally fine. Yeah. No big deal. Anyway, the uh, most challenging part will be pairing a Bluetooth controller, which will take you <laughs> right. all yeah. of about ten seconds. Yeah. Life's full of hard decisions. Um, all right. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I'll mention it again. Thank you to our Patreons or our patrons of Patreon. And if you like what we do and you want to help us continue to do it, check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash touch arcade. Um, I'm going to continue to try and look into what the hell is going on with Patreon and try and make it make it cool. I don't know. Um, also, you can help us out by doing your Amazon shopping through toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon. And uh, please send us an email at podcast at touchercade.com. We like getting emails, especially if you pre-ordered a Vision Pro and you are wealthy beyond all understanding. <laughs> or your company. Um, we want to know about one. it. Yeah. Or if you're a company that bought one and developer that bought one, yeah. let us know why. Or if you just like cool toys and don't care about running up your credit card. That's almost where I was at. I think if the, the ship date was still February 2nd, it might have got me. I might have been like, screw it. But I was like, March 1st? Nah. Uh, I like that that's the deciding factor between spending five grand yeah, or not. Right, right. Uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, let us know. Podcast at touchrk.com. We like getting emails. Or if you want to just send us an email about any old thing, we love it. So with all that, thanks again for listening. We'll be back with another episode of the Touch Arcade Show next week. See ya.